Sawabona, my friend. You may be wondering what in the universe does Sawabona mean and what is its significance to this podcast? Well, for starters, Sawabona is a South African greeting that translates to we see you, we meaning us and our ancestors. We felt the vibration of this beautiful word and greeting so strongly, and we hope you do too. We're Kelly and Nadine. As recovering perfectionists and people pleasers, facing our shadows and healing our trauma has been the single most liberating and loneliest quest we have ever encountered. Until that is, we met each other. That's when we discovered we were two sides of the same coin. Kelly's purpose is to awaken herself and others through her gift of experimenting with life and making leaps into the unknown. Nadine encourages us to indulge our senses in the delights of the material and spiritual realms. In this podcast, we will explore personal growth, parenthood, relationships, human design, midlife transitions, all things woo, and anything else you talk to your soul tribe about. Together, we're excited to share and embrace our own stories of awakening as we invite you, dear listener, to share yours. Our goal is for you to feel seen, heard, and embraced on this magical and sometimes messy ride of life. Our intention is to create a nourishing and inspiring community for those daring enough to awaken to your true, authentic self and have fun doing it together. Before we kick off this week's episode, I want to invite you to something special I'm putting together for all of you parents and caregivers out there. I don't know how you feel about it, but being a mom is the hardest role I've ever chosen in my life. What I've come to realize on my journey as a mom over the last 20 years is that there are times when it can be incredibly rewarding and purposeful, but more typical are feelings of self-doubt, regret, and guilt for handling situations with my kids in overreactive ways. As I talk to more and more parents, the common thread woven through their journeys is uncertainty and guilt and wishing they could enjoy parenting more. With the rise of social media and the growing mental health crisis for teens, especially on the heels of a global pandemic, I realize that parents are navigating a whole new world without a map. No one should have to struggle through this fast-changing world of parenting alone. If you can relate, then consider joining my new supportive community, The Village. It's a virtual, inclusive place for parents and caregivers like you to come whenever you need a dose of encouragement, support, or guidance on a specific issue you're having. So here's the deal. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then consider becoming a founding member. What this means is that you'll have the opportunity to pioneer this community with me. And you'll get founding members only calls with me, early access and exclusive discounts on courses, coaching packages, workshops, masterclasses, basically anything that I come out with. And you'll receive the best rate I'll ever offer for monthly membership or lifetime access. Your insight and feedback will be invaluable in building a space that truly meets your needs as parents. So if you're ready to jump in as a pioneer for this new community, then click on the link in our show notes and join me in the village today. Salbona Nadine. Samabona Kelly. We just had quite an interesting pre-recording conversation as we do. What we want to talk about today is two weeks ago, we got to spend an incredible weekend 
together in Florida, Nadine's home state, but we got to travel all over the place. You were showing me all around and it was so much fun. We just had such an enlightening, engaging, miraculous. I mean, in so many ways, there were just so many cool things that we got to experience while we were together. And the main highlight of the trip was obviously just our connection, but then the reason for the timing of it was this Hay House conference that we went to. The publisher, Hay House, holds a conference every year called I Can Do It. It's been, what, two or three years since they've had it since because of COVID? Yeah, their last live event was 2019. 2019. So it's been a couple of years. And so this was the first one back as for mm-hmm. many conferences and live events, right? And so the energy of it was insane. And so now we're two weeks out and we're, we're feeling like the turbulence of re-entry to real life and <laughs> to our relationships, to our day-to-day responsibilities and obligations and just the things that come up and just being back to our, our real lives. So we just wanted to share with you some of the things that we experienced during our time together at the conference and then how we're navigating that re-entry. Like when you're on a flight and you come into the descent, when it's like that 20 or 30 minutes of turbulence that you can experience as you transfer from the smooth, high upper altitude air to the (laughs) coming back to earth, it can be rocky, right? So that's what we're experiencing. And both of us kind of in different ways. I know Nadine's like, especially feeling this today. So it's something that we think that pretty much anybody can relate to the the highs and lows of life where you could be an experience where you've just been on an amazing vacation and you come home and you've got all the emails and you're back to the kids and things have fallen apart at work while you're gone or whatever. And you all of a sudden you've just, you've got a, you've got this shock of reality that hits you after having this really amazing, expansive, heart opening, life opening experience. So what's it been like for you, Nadine? Yes. The re-entry. I really love how you described that. What would we say it's called? The way you described that was metaphor. Yes. The metaphor of that was beautiful. And I think a lot of people really relate when metaphors are used. And so that was a really good one. I know I certainly related as I was reflecting back on our time together. I just, I'm going to focus on our, on our experience at the event, because that was just icing on the cake. It was the cherry on top to a really beautiful connected weekend. It was you and I being in the room surrounded by our community, surrounded by our soul fractals, surrounded by people who are following the same path or on the same journey as us. Like you really felt the energy in the room and it felt so amazing to feel like I was home. Mm. It really did. It felt so amazing to not, to not think twice about where I'm at, who I'm with, what I'm doing, what I'm saying. It just felt like I was home and I was being fed nourishment, like deep soul nourishment. It almost felt like I love to be able to what I would call like indulge my soul. 
And this was a soul indulging weekend with authors that we follow, that we love, that are just an influence on our journey and a support system for us as we grow and evolve into the highest versions of ourself. I think that it's so important to feed your soul. And I think this is what we both did, not only with how we were just together in the same place, experiencing new experiences with each other and just giving our soul medicine, the love that we were surrounded by during this event. So thank you, Hay House. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Hay House for putting on an incredible conference. And I hate to even use that word because I have a little bit of a conference PTSD from back when I was working all the time at a job and you would go to these conferences and I was in the sales world and so were you. They're probably better than a lot of conferences because salespeople are generally speaking very energetic and enthusiastic, but there's like a inauthenticity to that sometimes. And at Hay House, why I think it felt like home for both of us was because of the authenticity in this space, because people could just relax and be themselves in all of our I would say just quote unquote weirdness. Like there's the way that we look at, at life. Weird or are the other people weird? Right, exactly. (laughs) Just traditionally speaking, this was a weird conference (laughs) because it was filled with people who are, are mystics and mediums and channelers and diving into the spiritual realms and bringing that to the earthly realm. If you've listened to us at all, this isn't a shock to you that we're talking about this, but if this is your first episode, welcome to the, we see you podcast (laughs) because we love this stuff. And like you said, it's soul nourishment. And we have forgotten in so many ways that we are a soul with a human body, not a human body with a soul. We are so much more expansive than our physical bodies. And when we got to be in these rooms with people who believe and know this, it was so expansive. There was so much magic that happened. And I was blown away by the miracles that were happening in these rooms and being able to be witness. We talk a lot about witnessing each other in the physical world, witnessing each other as humans, but we got to witness the spiritual realm as well. And that for me was super powerful watching and experiencing the connection through these mediums, through these channels, these portals of divine light and wisdom and inspiration and acting as portals from the future or from the, from people that are no longer with us, from our families, members that have died or friends that have died. I mean, that was really, really powerful to me because, you know, you've seen that on TV or whatever you hear about it, but to be in the presence of that, to watch the people who are in the audience crossed over. Yeah. The people who were crossed over be present with us in the room, spiritually present and the connection and communication that occurred was so powerful. Even though it wasn't someone that I was connecting with personally, I could experience and we could experience the nature and the, the messages that were coming from beyond from all of the spirits beyond had the same message of unconditional love and grace and forgiveness and 
so many apologies, right? So many apologies mm -hmm. for who they were when they were here on earth. And it just made me realize and they that weren't asking for forgiveness. That's the yeah. other theme that I noticed. It was like, I am so sorry. And I know that I don't deserve, I'm not worthy of your forgiveness for my actions, but know that I'm sorry. That was yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Like you said, they're not asking for something in return. It was simply a generous gift to say, I see now that my human self wasn't who my true self is. I know that my soul self is fully loving you and fully mm -hmm. recognizing the harm that I did to you while I was with you on earth. And a lot of these were parents to kids, right? Parents who have, who've died and, and were sharing this with their adult mm -hmm. children, the pain that was coming up for those folks in the room. And then to be relieved to hear an apology from a loved one who's passed on, like it's never too late to apologize to our kids. I just thought that was so beautiful. And it was such a good message to be able to open up and allow and receive those apologies. Just huge. Also to be able to look at those people in our lives that we are in conflict with, or that we <laughs> don't like very much, just to be honest, and to, to know that their human self and those aspects of them that we don't like simply masks for who they truly are. That is not who they are. Their anger is not who they are. Their judgment is not who they are. Their abuse is not who they are. It's just how they're protecting themselves. And when we can see that, then we can have a greater awareness of who they really are. And so we can find some way of connecting, right? We can find some way of connecting from soul to soul because mm -hmm. human to human is hard, but soul mm -hmm. to soul it's all love and light and connection. I just thought that was one of the most powerful parts of the whole thing for me was, was watching these mediums in their gifts and experiencing the transformation that a lot of the people in the room were able to receive. What about you? Was there anything in particular that you remember that just really served you or hit you well, or we, we got to witness a, a live session with these incredible gifted mediums, Colette Baron-Reed. We got to witness Kyle Gray and we got to witness John Holland, John Holland. Mm -hmm. Yes. In their gifts. We got to see people from our audience connect with loved ones that have crossed over through these mediums. So it really was an incredible experience to just be in the room and see how they go about their gifts, see how they're connecting with the other side, seeing how they're just, they're really comical too. These souls are just so comical, yeah. <laughs> full of humor. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like a scary, oh my God, it's so scary. You know, it really is very peaceful to just see them and how they are communicating those gifts to loved ones who don't know how they are, who just want to know that their loved ones are safe, who want to know that their loved ones passed on with, with ease and didn't suffer. And they were able to get that peace of mind. It so. felt like you could experience the relief in the room when something was channeled from a loved one, like that apology, for example, or even a resolution of something that was unsolved. And I won't share any of the stories, but just some kind of some gruesome things that tragic things that happen to people. And 
there was uncertainty around those around maybe the pain that they experienced or whatever. And there was relief and resolution that came up. So I can just imagine the peace that some of these people who experienced this were able to leave with. That was a really powerful piece. And I loved how at one point, all three of these mediums that you just mentioned were on stage and they were doing their work and they're all very different. They channel in very different ways. They use their intuitive gifts in very different ways. And so that was really cool to see because it's not like a one size fits all. And it's not like, oh, well, that person is a medium and I don't have the power to do that. Yes, we do. That was the other thing I got was that we all have these abilities and it's about a believing that you have them and B practicing your intuitive gifts. We talk a lot about this on this podcast, our intuitive gifts and leaning in and, and being curious, is that something that I could do for myself or even for others? And absolutely. I got a lot of confirmation that we all have these abilities and those that believe in themselves to do this work and who practice their gifts regularly develop finer tuned senses so that they can experience that in the 4d and 5d world. So there you go. I mean, that was and C, that- I'm going to add C, C is being open to receiving it and not yeah. being in resistance. So really being open to receiving it. Yeah, absolutely. It was an incredible space to be in for expanded awareness for me. I got a lot out of it that I didn't expect. Besides the mediums, a lot of them have Oracle decks as well. We always read an Oracle deck card. And of course we both bought a number of these when we were at the conference, because there was a whole table of Oracle decks and books. So we couldn't help ourselves. There were plenty of the people that were there, Oracle deck creators, authors, or illustrators, or both. And so it was really fun to see them and how they used their decks and their gifts together. And then there were just amazing authors, some authors that you guys may have heard of Mel Robbins, Brendan Burchard, shout out, he's from Montana (laughs) and Jim Quick talked all about our limitless mind and how we can tap into that so that we can be learners. I mean, one of the quotes that he said that I just, I thought was so awesome was knowledge is power, but learning is your superpower. I was like, oh my God, this is such confirmation that we are always students of life and we are always constantly learning and that that is a superpower. The more that we can call ourselves to engage with the world and be curious about the world, the more powerful we become in our own lives, right? I thought he was fantastic. The interesting part of of Jim Quick's session, I felt like there was a lot of feminine energy, right? Spirituality is a lot of feminine energy. And I felt like Brendan Burchard and Jim Quick, they brought the masculine in just a very soft way. When I think about what Jim Quick, he's my new favorite guy, by the way, like I'm just totally obsessed with his work and his passion. And it clearly he's following his mission. He's following what he is, his purpose. It's a lot of masculine structure to it. Right. I just, I feel like lots of linear, he does a lot of formulas and, and graphics. And so did Brendan. 
taking the mind, the logical mind and bringing yes. it home into a structure for, for all of us who are <laughs> recovering overthinkers and reliant on our intellectual minds. But that's the beauty is that there is room for that. And yes. there is space for that to be able to bring that home. And so that we can use our minds in a powerful way to create, to manifest, you know, it's not all woo, woo, woo. This is science-based stuff too. So it was a beautiful blend of, like you said, the masculine and the feminine or the science and the spirituality. It was a body, mind, and soul. Like it was just. Yeah. Yeah. And Gabby Bernstein brought some masculine energy too. So it's not necessarily about male, female, right? She has a masculinity to her as well, the power and the way that she, the way that she delivers is very masculine. Mm-hmm. That there was a lot of contrast in the energy, masculine and feminine energies this weekend. And one lady in particular was totally surprising. She was the keynote speaker on the final day. Her name's Sonia Choquette, and I am now a huge fan, huge fan after witnessing her power. She shows up on stage and she looks like Sally Fields and she's wearing this like beautiful French day dress, you know, that she looks like she should be sipping espresso on a French patio somewhere. If she was an animal, she'd be a foo-foo poodle. (laughs) Yes, totally. She's very, she's got this beautiful soft voice and just this radiance about her, right? Just a soft radiance. But then she gets up on stage And she so powerfully and so passionately speaks about being our authentic selves and how we are under this illusion that we're being our authentic selves when there's really a deeper layer. She really calls the soul forward and she won't take any bullshit from anyone who's pretending that they're bringing their soul forward, but is still hiding behind these masks. And so she called people up on stage and she gave them some tough love. And to be able to witness that was the most incredible thing because it was, it was the masculine holding the feminine. Like she embodied both in a, the most amazing way mm-hmm. for me, she's what, what we call an expander, right? Somebody who we can look at as the possibility of who we can be that we're maybe not there yet, But for me, she is an expander, somebody who I can look to, to emulate. And Gabby Bernstein actually said that too. So Gabby said, if you want what they have, do what they do. We're looking to people that we deeply admire and not necessarily about being famous because not a lot of them are, they're kind of famous in the spiritual realm, but not always famous in the, the grand scheme. It's about looking to others as the expanded version of yourself, they've achieved, or they've embodied that version already. And so if you want what they have, do what they do, you can start to see how, okay, what might my next step be to be a better coach, to communicate more clearly, to put myself on a stage somewhere. What are those things that these people that we admire, what are they doing that I could start to do myself? She was the one for me of the whole weekend. Sonia Choquette was the one I'm like, okay, I want to be like her. 
<laughs> I got to find out what she does and, and do what she does. And so thank you, Gabby, for that reminder that we have people in our lives always around us that can inspire us and call us forward into ourselves, that there's no difference between them and us. They're mm-hmm. just the expressed version of who we want to be. It's evidence and it's who we want to be is already there. It's already in us what we want to achieve, all the goals, all our dreams. If we can think it and believe it, we can achieve it. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. Power of the mindset, but yeah, just in, an incredible weekend. I think my takeaways are just that it's so important to surround yourself in community with like-minded individuals. It's so important to be open to receiving wisdom. It's so important to, to know that you're always growing and evolving and healing. I think that a lot of the messages really go back to the foundation of how we can heal humanity by just healing ourselves, having that awareness, activating our intuitive gifts, and just being in the room, being surrounded by this type of community that just provides the evidence (laughs) that it's possible that people are fulfilling their purpose in life. I love what you say. Like we both came out of that feeling so expansive and it is important for us to have those expanders in our life. Yeah. And the challenge is bringing it home with us, bringing it back to our day to day, because that expansion is possible to experience every single day. And it's something that we choose It's not something that we have or that we take from somewhere. It is something that's already in us. And when we're in the shit of the day to day, like I know you're experiencing some of this today. And I had some of this Mm -hmm. experience last week on the heels of this and being in a room where I didn't feel at home and I didn't feel like I was with my people and I felt small. It was a huge contrast to the experience that we had the week before. I just had to choose and recognize that it's okay that the people that I was in the room with, they're fine. They're good. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just on a different path than I am. And that's okay. And I can choose to to be in those rooms and put myself in those rooms, or I can opt out. My soul was saying, don't go into that room. It was like a zoom thing. My soul was saying, No, but I, I ignored it because I felt like I should be in there. There's a lot of successful people in there and I should be part of that. When I was in there, it just didn't feel right. It was out of alignment with who I am. And especially in contrast to being at Hay House, it was such a beautiful experience to have both and know that when I'm feeling like I should just say no to stuff because I didn't need to be in that room. It didn't feel expansive at all. So coming back to real life and coming back to these, these choices that we make, checking in with our alignment and asking ourselves, is this expansive or is this constricting? Noticing where that's showing up and knowing that life brings us both. It brings us both for a reason so that we can lean more into and listen to more of our expansion and start to choose it, consciously choose it instead of just willy nilly. It might happen. It might not, you know, or I have to take myself somewhere to experience that. No, we don't have to take ourselves anywhere. We don't have to go anywhere to be expansive. We can 
call it to us. And sometimes we need to be in the experience of, and the evidence of what that is to believe it. And I think that's what this conference did for me. It opened up my beliefs a lot more and my conviction that what my soul knows to be true is actually true when I'm home and I'm in the day to day that I can always call upon that to be my source and my groundedness and my stability and my hope. When we know that there is more to life than what we're living here on earth, we can call it to us and we can make our lives grander. It gives us hope that no matter what we face, we will always thrive. We will always come through it. We will always Mm. be called to grow and become better. We don't have like, we don't have a choice in that. Like we are growing no matter what. So you might as well embrace it, choose it. And so that you can actually live an intentional conscious life. That's what I'm taking from the contrast of moving from the smooth, clear air up at 30,000 feet, the Hay House Conference to kind of going through the bumps and tumbles back to our home environment. How can we bridge that gap? right? Bridging the gap and bringing what we experienced and living it every single day. And then I'd like to come full circle on the message that I felt like was important today too, which was um, finding your community. It doesn't have to be like, obviously this is what lights us up. So find what lights up your soul. What are the things, who are the people that light up your soul? When was the last time you you nourish that? What, when was the last time you loved that? When was the last time it, it felt like it was on fire? Maybe it's time for you to give your soul a little indulgence. It's what we're here to do. <laughs> That's the only reason that our souls are here is to experience what the physical human life can offer, which is all of the abundance, all of the love, all of the joy even the pain and struggle is part of the reason why our souls are here. We're here for all of it. When you recognize that you can start to accept it and embrace it. It does start to feel less responsibility, right? I don't know. I feel the freedom in it. I feel the freedom in what life has to offer by accepting that there's more than what we can see. In wrapping this up, the experience of any kind of high is always going to be followed by a low or peaks and valleys. However you want to look at it, there's, there's always going to be these ups and downs of life. When you know that you can expect that, then when you're in the valleys, when you're in the lows, then, you know, it's temporary that you can come out of it, that there's going to be something on the other side for you. That's a gift. When you're experiencing the connection, the alignment, the authenticity, the community that is yours, that feels like home, then you can just be grateful. You can be in the gratitude of that moment and those experiences and know that those are yours to take with you and to get you through those lows and those deep valleys. It's all part of life. These highs and lows is all part of life. When you have that community that you talk about, Nadine, when you have that community that that we're creating here or that is yours, whatever that you feel good about, they carry you. It carries you through those low points too, right? You don't have to do it alone. And even if you are alone, like you feel like you're physically alone, like you haven't found your community, spiritually, you're never alone. You have divine support always. Mm. Lean into that, trust that, and know that 
you're always being guided and you're always loved and you're always going to be okay. Hmm. Speaking of divine support, let's see what Oracle card was pulled today that we can share with our audience and see what the message is. One of the decks that I bought from the conference was from Rebecca Campbell, who is also a new favorite. I had not heard of her before, but she is a beautiful spiritual guide and she has a number of Oracle decks, but the one that I bought is called the Starseed Oracle. We pulled the card lifting the veil, which has the message of questioning everything that you think is true. That would be including the physical realm and our, our humanity out here on earth, questioning what could be beyond being curious and then figuring out where your alignment is. What is it that you believe to be true for yourself? And just being curious about that, paying attention to what feels authentic and what doesn't letting the things go that don't feel authentic to you, whether that be your community that you're in, whether that be relationships that you're in, whether that be a job that you're in, wherever, if things aren't in alignment, that you're going to be fighting an uphill battle all the time. What can you let go of and make space to call in? I think that's what lifting the veil is. Beautiful. Before we say goodbye for the day, we would love to start having guests on our show. If you want to come on and you want to talk to us and have a conversation with us about anything that's going on in your life or any of your favorite episodes, or if you have a question for us, we would love to have you on the show. Please reach out to us. You can DM us on the we see you underscore podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email, which is in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. This is our official invitation. We are inviting you to be a guest. We're inviting you into our community. If that just sounds like too much, if nothing else, leave a review for us on your favorite platform. We would love to hear what you think of the show. We would love to know which are your favorite episodes. We would really appreciate that. So thanks so much. Sawabona. Thank you. Sawabona. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To join our conversation, share your journey, or ask a question for future episodes, please send us a voice message by clicking the button in the show notes or send an email to hello at weseeyoupodcast.com. And remember to follow us to get notifications of our newest episodes when they release. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening from. Until next week, sawabona. So